All right, we're talking wrestling with my new co-host. I would like to call him my friend, but at this time, we're building a friendship. Would, would you say we're strong acquaintances working on friends or light friends working on good friends? Where are we in our, our trek of friendship? Well, I would say probably well, when we meet, five, six years ago, something five, like that? Five, six years ago. I, I think we were at that point where we kind of like established a friendship. You know, you came to my daughter's like I did what, to your birthday party or Once. something. And my wife loves you for that, by the way. Did, see, uh, and I was never invited back for three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It, it, we just lost touch. You know, our, our mutual friend kind of moved moved away, and then you mm. know, life happens, and we're back. You know, yeah, it, it's good you contacted me the other day, and uh, we went to that show. That so, was, I mean, that was my yeah, first I, raw. Get out of here, was it? Yeah, I've been to a million WCW events, but that was my very first Raw. And in full disclosure, I don't think I've ever watched a episode of TNA or Impact when I had met you. So I was, I, I knew PD the person, not PD the wrestler. Um, <laughs> well, I don't blame you for not watching Impact. I mean, not too many people did, but uh, so your first draw was a free so you never paid to see a wwe show that's never what me. I, that's what i'm telling you and hopefully i can keep <laughs> that streak going <laughs> yeah well we will that's a sweet uh, and, and you know it was kind of cool to see the behind the scenes stuff and you know what if you ever have a chance and this is very slim minority crowd that we're going to talk to to yeah. sit next to a wrestler and watch a live show and hear some of the great stories he tells about the people in the ring do it yeah especially since now, I mean, I haven't been to a Raw, you know, because I've been wrestling for the past, <clears throat> whatever, mm -hmm. however long my career was, 14, 15 years. So I, I never went to a show. I was always in the show. And then a couple years after I retired, I said, you know what? A lot of my buddies like wrestling. I, I know guys that could get tickets, so let's do it. And I'll tell you what, wrestling's a lot more fun being a wrestler when you're not wrestling anymore and, and you're drinking too. So, oh, yeah. And it sucks, though, because you don't get to hang out after a show because they're trying to make a beeline to the next show, right? Yeah, and I mean, same thing. Like, I had when I when I worked for TNA, you know, and I'd give people comp tickets and stuff like that. They'd want to hang out, and I understand. I felt bad. I tried to, like, at least say hi to them and stuff. But, you know, we're, we're making a beeline. we got to catch an early flight. You know, I just, you know, we've been on the road. It, it, it's, it's no offense, so that's why I never asked the boys to hang out or whatever, because mm -hmm. I know they're just going to the next city and stuff. Yeah. So so let me ask you this. And I, I think the first few shows we're going to talk wrestling, and it'll be more interview, because I don't, I don't know P.D. Williams, a wrestler, much. So this is a great chance for me to catch up and, and learn about him. But when you guys were a group, you, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, you can say Kurt Angle, maybe mm -hmm. the Hardys back then, would you have ever thought that there had been a small impact takeover in the WWE now? Absolutely not. Especially, um, I just think WWE has changed so much. Like I know for a fact, like the guys working up there, and I think the guys that like the AJs, the Joes and all that kind of stuff, they knew that they didn't have a, like, a chance up there because they weren't looking for that type of wrestler character, whatever you want to say. Um, but I just think that wrestling has taken such a big turn right now where, where, where they want like actually good athletic wrestlers. Like they don't want to see in the crowd shows that they don't want to see guys like Roman Reigns or like, you know, God loves the undertaker and what he's done in the past. But, you know, I mean, that, 
guys like that, they just they can't go anymore. And people want to be entertained by people that can go, you know, like UFC right now. Those guys are like hitting hard, you know, that they're going mm-hmm. fast and stuff like that. So that's what people are accustomed to now. So people want to see faster action, just, you know, athleticism, all that kind of stuff. So since WWE has had such a change right now, and I think Triple H has a good pulse on it, um, but he still has to, you know, um, answer to Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. But he has a really good pulse on it that he knows that the fans, they like the Samoa Joes, the AJ Styles, that those kind of guys. The, when you watch a show... Because I I watch it now that I've gotten into wrestling podcasts. I try to watch Mm -hmm. it from less of a fan and more of an analyst. Do you watch a show from a wrestling point of view? Or can you go take yourself out of that and watch it as a fan? Oh, man. I'm I'm trying to take myself out of it and watch it as a fan. But this is how I judge. I guess judge is the right word. This is how I, I judge characters and wrestlers okay mm-hmm. i i use my um i don't use myself as a benchmark but i use myself as like a, a minimum standard all right okay i feel that if if you're not better than me then i'm not kind of interested in what you're doing because i i you know i was nothing crazy i was not super athletic i wasn't like a super character or anything i just i had a cool finishing move that people liked and i was able to you know build on um, that yeah, build my match around my move. I, I knew that was my, my bread and butter. That was my go-to, so that's what I did. So if I feel like I see you on Raw or anywhere, Ring of Honor, TNA, and I'm like, dude, I could do everything you can do. Like, I, I really don't have much interest in you. Like, the, the best way to put it is Samoa Joe said this to me once. <laughs> um, he goes, I can do a Hurricane Rana, but it's like 70% good. He's like, other guys out there, they could do it 90, 95, 100% good, way better than me. So I'm not going to do a Hurricane Rana 70% good. He's like, I'm going to stick with the stuff that I can do like 90, 95, 100% good. And I'm like, hell yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to be doing like 450s and stuff because there's guys out there that can do it 100% good instead of my like 60, 70% good. You know, I don't want to embarrass myself on TV. So when guys um, like kind of don't impress me, I don't mean to sound like a dick or anything, but I mean, that's how I judge it. Just being a wrestler, looking at, you know, analyzing the sport and stuff. That, that's that's what I look at. Do, do Now, and we'll move on, and I'm no names here, but okay. ha, have you talked to any of the guys up there, and how, are they all having fun? Is it an enjoyable experience for them? Or did some of them kind of are like, ah, you know, I'm here for the paycheck. I'll make my money on the indies when this is done. Um. No names. You don't. Yeah. No, I, I think they're enjoying it just because um, this new, like all my buddies that I wrestle with in TNA, they, they pretty much just got to um, WWE in the past year, two years. Xavier Woods was like maybe, I don't know, uh, three, four years ago, something like that. Um, so that's a short time span. So you really just being in the wrestling business, you don't really get disgruntled very quick especially when you you're reaching like your goal like when we were all younger mm-hmm. we want to be in wwe there was no tna or anything like that wwe was your you know that that was your goal that's what you were in it for so i think you know they reached their goal and uh I, th- I think they enjoy it and i really think the paycheck helps let's talk wrestlemania it's already in books we all know what happened we all know who won 
Uh, do do you read the dirt sheets? Did you read any of them before WrestleMania? Because there are a few things that really surprised me. I was shocked at how long it was. I was shocked that there were no backstage interviews, no backstage segments. It was kind of a straightforward wrestling show. Uh, yeah, and they did that. They started that last year, if if you remember at WrestleMania 32. I'm, I'm you know, I, I get some buddies that come over that I see like. You know, a few times a year when we just do wrestling stuff. I'm so um, mad I missed your party, and that was my fault. Hey, you were invited. That's all. I was. I was. I just got back I from Houston. I threw it out there. I'm not going to beg you to come, all right? I, I feel bad. I'll make it up to um, you. Next year. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, last year, you know, we're, we we know the show starts at 7. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's it's an early start time because it's going to be a four-hour show thinking it's going to end at 11. And then I, the main event was, what was last year's main event? Was it uh, Roman? Trying to think. Was it Roman versus? Hang on, I can pull it up. Well, Roman and Triple H. Roman yeah. and Triple H, that's what it was. And we're thinking in our head, like, man, uh, is this next match going to be like five minutes long? Are they cutting a match? Like, what's going on? And the thing went to like midnight, pretty much. Yeah. We're like, oh, they're making this thing a five hour thing now? I'm like, this is ridiculous. And they just do. It's more of a show. I think they're making it more like a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like super, like you watch a regular football game, it's like, what, three hours long or something like that? You watch a Super Bowl, you know, it starts at 6. It doesn't end until, like, maybe 10 o'clock or something. So they're making it more of a, a spectacle. Like, when we're watching, I'm like, oh, you know, Pitbull has to, still has to perform at the halftime show. Because that's what it seems like it is. It's like they have a halftime show going on. You know, so I, I, I think it's kind of long, the, especially when they have a two-hour pre-show. It's like seven hours. That's that's way too long for a a wrestling event. The guys over at Wrestling Inc. uh, suggested maybe they make a WrestleMania two-day event, like the actual WrestleMania itself, not the whole weekend. Well, I mean, that's what they kind of did. Like, they have the NXT the the day before, then on the Friday they have, uh, um, what is that, the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. They even have an access show and stuff. Like, they're making that a a big long-term event, but I think they just need to – you know, cut down the card or so, they need to do something because they're, if you look at the, re, like the fans reactions, I know it's a bigger arena and it's hard to get like that, that close intimate vibe. Um, like you, you see on like uh the wrestle, the raw after WrestleMania, but people are just, I think drained, you know, by the time they get to the, the big matches, they've already seen everything or they're just kind of, Oh, I've been sitting here for five, six, seven hours. Like, I want to go home. It seemed you like know? it seemed like the Undertaker match when he retired, put his gloves. There was there was just zero reaction in the crowd. It seemed like if this happened in the first five matches, which I wouldn't want to follow that. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. you would have had more of a that fan reaction, the thank you Undertaker, whatever chance they were giving, the, you know, the tears. But I think after match number 13, it, it, 23 <laughs> minutes, it's after midnight. Fans were just like, oh, thank God it's over. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. People are just draining, especially if there's kids in the crowd and their kids are, like, sleeping on their lap or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, people are just drained. They don't want to – you're pretty much – it doesn't matter if you're going to have a phenomenal match. If you're going on at 1130, you know, and I've been there before. I've been on independent shows, especially for Ian Rotten, for IWA Mid-South. He would book like 12 matches. The card would be five hours long. Um, I'd go on like second to last match, and the crowd didn't – they didn't care. Like 
they they've been there for way too long. What was your favorite match on the card? Uh, I was trying to think of that when uh, when you said that. I mean, of course, I'm going to go towards my friends. Like, you know, AJ and Shane match wasn't awesome, but AJ did more with Shane in that match than any other person on that roster could have did. AJ's just, you know, he, he could wrestle a broomstick and he can make it entertaining. It was an entertaining uh, match. What's that? It was a very entertaining match. It may yeah. not have been the most technical or the, the greatest match on the card, but I think it was probably the most entertaining match on the card. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I had a favorite match. I mean, I, I say the, the crowd reaction to the, believe it or not, Lesnar and Goldberg match, they were, they were into that match start to finish. Mind you, it was only four and a half minutes long. But they were into that, and that match was exactly what it needed to be. There was four total wrestling moves to that entire match. <laughs> I mean, that, that was perfect. I'm like, oh, they, whoever booked that and, and made that, that was perfect. I mean, so if you want to talk about a perfect match, that was perfect. Um, but, you know, it was, it was four moves. Um, you know, Triple H and Seth had a, a, a good match. Triple H looks great for his age. I mean, he's in better shape now than he was probably three, four WrestleManias ago. Um, I mean, the ladder match was good. I, I don't know if I had a favorite match. Nothing really stood out in uh, on the show, you know? What was your favorite match? My, I think my favorite, yeah, man, looking up and down the card, I would have had to say Neville and Austin Aries was probably my favorite. I missed the pre-show just because I can't, with right. kids and family and stuff, I can't sit and watch wrestling for seven hours, you know? Uh, you know, I, I, that was my my favorite, I think. And if okay. you get a chance to go back and watch it, it was good. It was entertaining, and I was kind of shocked that Neville won. Uh, and that's what I think I liked about it. Yeah. Uh, on the main card, maybe the – and I'm not a big four-way tag team guy. I love tag team wrestling. But when the Hardys came out, I turned into like a 12-year-old. And I was like, oh, my <laughs> – and, and I think I expected them to come out. And I did a video. And I kind of said, you know, the Hardys are my choice to win before I even knew they were coming because I kind of stayed – I'm not a dirt cheat guy. But, yeah. But when they popped – I, when they came out, I, I popped. I was like, holy cow, it's the Hardys. Although I was kind of sad, and I'm not sure this this hybrid Hardy thing's going to work. I think you either are broken or you're the Hardys, but you can't be a mix in the middle. You know, I, I don't um, – I don't – I didn't follow TNA for, like, the longest time. Mm -hmm. Like, the longest time. Uh, this broken Matt Hardy thing, I, I kind of tried to follow it, but I'm not really in – in tune with it. I know a lot of the other fans are. Um, I, just, I just haven't followed it. And I, I know they were teaming up for a while in TNA, mm -hmm. both of them while he was doing the broken character. Um, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting to see. I think it does add an intrigue to Raw that hasn't been there in a while. Um, people are excited again to see like the tag team division. So, um, you know, it, it's good the Hardys are back, I'd say. Any chance you go back to TNA? Just want to um, throw that in there, slip that in there. Well, you know, they, 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 they did reach out to me recently, probably, oh, I don't know, a month or two ago. Um, you know, um, they reached out to me. They, I guess they bring my name up at, uh, at uh, what are those called, those meetings. Mm -hmm. the... Creative. Yeah, thank you very You're much. Welcome. Look at that. It's early. I'm um, in them. <laughs> 
you might have a, a job in wrestling in the future, Dennis. Aww, that's the nicest thing I think you've ever said to me. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, they brought my name up in uh, creative meetings and stuff like that, and they said, you know, my one my one good buddy was like, yeah, I don't I don't think he wants uh, he wants to have part of it, but you know, he tried to talk me into it, you know, and he was like, you know, I was thinking maybe. You know, your kids might want to see what their dad does now. And I'm like, oh, very clever, very clever. I'm like, you're tugging at my heartstrings with my kids. I see what you're doing here. So, you know, it's not it's not totally out of the question. Um, I definitely considered it. Uh, I think I'd have to get back in ring shape. I haven't stepped in a wrestling ring in almost three years now. Um, not that I'm out of shape, but just being in ring shape is something different than being in shape. Uh, and I just wouldn't want to embarrass myself like some wrestlers do that are way past their prime. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, I, I'm still considering it. You know, I, I watched the Hall of Fame, and DDP made his speech, and he talked about, like, he started wrestling, training to be an actual wrestler at 35 and a half years old. I'm 35 and a half years old. So I'm like, dude, if you could start training, I'm like, I've already been there and done that. I'm like, maybe I could come back. So, I mean, it's up in the air right now. I mean, I like to think I, I would, but then again, I just, I'm really enjoying just being a fan. I mean, it, it it's way different when you're not in the business. You see all your buddies succeeding and doing very well. And I just like to be like, yeah, that could have been me. You know, and I could tell my kids that, my grandkids that, and stuff like that. You know, parents are always like, I oh, yeah. I would have been an NFL dad. running yeah. back if I, I didn't I could, have that I could knee be that injury. dad, you know? Yeah. I don't so know. it's not totally all the question to answer your question. I listen. I tell you what. If if I could have a say, I would almost say go down and try and see see what you have because you only get like one real shot. And how many guys, in all honesty, would cut off a finger just to have a second chance at at Impact? Who may succeed, may not, but new ownership. Uh, and from what I, I hear, people like who's running the show now. Why not go back and see, you know what, maybe I don't ever make it past TNA but I, or Impact, whatever they call it today. But yeah. at least I'm I'm back and I'm having fun. And I guess you're from what I think in talking with you, the recording is, is a very wrestler-friendly recording schedule. Yeah, so – well, um, a couple things. So I, I brought it up to one of my buddies that's a non-wrestling fan, but, you know, he's really big into sports. I, I, I hang out with him at the gym. And I told him and he, about, you know, them wanting to have me back. And I, I don't know what type of role, like if it's going to be a full-time role or just like a part, you know, little mm-hmm. six-week, uh, you know, storyline or something like that. Um and he said, you know, you should do it. And he says, I'll tell you why. He's like, if you look at athletes, you know, football players, whatever, he's like, those that retire early that could still go, he said, they, they regret it sometimes because they're like, man, I could have did this, that, and the other thing while I, while I still had a chance. Where those guys that went till they couldn't go anymore, too old, or nobody wanted them, or whatever the case may be, they say they could say, you know, I left it all on the field or the court or whatever. So I'm like, you know, that, that's, that's a really good analogy. You know, I, I – Everything that everybody says to me, because I'm asking a lot of people that are close to me, I, I, I take into consideration. My wife says, absolutely do it. Like, she's more gung-ho about it than I am. And I'm like, really? I'm like, we got kids. I'm like, that means you taking care of the kids. And I'm traveling, but. Do you need me to come over and help with the kids? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Um, but, 
it, it's not out of the question. Like I, Uncle Jeff is back in power, Jeff Jarrett, mm-hmm. um, and you know he's always been good to me. He saw something in me that you know other other promoters didn't, and he gave me the chance. So that's good. Um, a lot of the old booking crews back in there. So um, the last time I went back a few years ago, um, you know, a lot of my buddies were still down there working there. So I was like, if anything. And I was still wrestling on the indies. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know what? Give me a free trip down there. I'll wrestle, do my Canadian Destroyer and stuff like that. And uh, I get to see my buddies, hang out with them. That awesome. But, I mean, They're none of my buddies gone. are down there anymore. They've all moved to, like, NXT, WWE, Ring of Honor and stuff. Um, so I, I don't have an incentive to, like, see the boys. You know what I mean? I mean, that's another big incentive for me. Um it's just, it's up in the air, and I don't want to just be like, just go out there and try. You know, I, I, I'd hate to be that guy, you know, that, oh, P.D. Williams' the last run sucked. I, I, I had a good last run, you know. I, I liked it. It's good. I, I went out on top, I think. Um, I didn't keep wrestling until I couldn't go anymore, and people are like, man, this guy, you know, please retire kind of deal. Um, like The Undertaker. Yeah, exactly. We'll talk I mean, about that here in a minute, but okay. Yeah. Right. yeah, listen, I think you could still go and you go down, you give it the old college try and have some fun, and then I can, you know, I can brag that I know Petey Williams, the TNA guy. You can already, I, dude. <laughs> Plus, you are already brag about that. I don't I think do. it's anything to brag about. Though, it but, is. Um, no, I. I don't know. It's it's still up in the air. And I'd like to think that, you know, if you look at my era that I was down there with in the X Division, I was wrestling guys like AJ, Samoa Joe, the Motor City Machine Guns, um, Chris Daniels, who, you know, it was a Ring of Honor now. Like, mm-hmm. that that was my, those were the guys I was wrestling with. So I think, and I would hope TNA would think this to, to get me there. Um, if I were wrestling for TNA, I'd be the last of that dying breed, kind of like, you know, the Attitude Era, you know. You like that. That's what the the X division X division was the place to be in TNA when it first started and was building up. Here's what else you would be. And I don't know if you've considered this or if it's even a true statement, but I'm going to throw it out there. You would be the the veteran in the locker room now. (laughs) I guess so. Think about it, though. Seriously, have you thought of it like that, that you could go in there and, and just be the veteran maybe you know you do a short run but you go in there and you get to tell great x division stories of what it was like before you guys were here and you know this is some of the stuff we did it could be your role yeah i i, I mean it, it's true like uh <laughs> it's funny you say that because tony niece who wrestles for uh the 205 live now mm-hmm. uh, the cruiserweight division you know i i, I uh, worked with them at like tommy dreamer's house at hardcore and he was at tna one time i was there um and you know it took him a while but we warmed up to each other and we started hanging out and then he finally said he's like you know man that match you and chris saban had at whatever pay-per-view it was he's like man that match was awesome i watched you guys when i was in high school i want to be like you guys and i'm like holy cow am i old i'm like that's what i used to say to guys that i used to look up to so i mean yeah i guess you're right i would be a i would be the vet in the locker room just, um, which is totally weird for me. Totally weird. You should go. You'd have a whole new role. You could have a whole different outlook going back in that role as you did being the guy talking to the veterans in the locker room. Yeah, maybe I could be an agent down the road. I don't know. I mean, they're 
their, their schedule is light, you know, um, which is it really plays well to the things I'm doing now and my family and stuff. I, apparently, they go down there every six weeks, every sixth week, and they film uh, for four days. So they film six shows in four days, and then you go home. So, I mean, I, the schedule would work. I'm not worried about that. It just, you know, it takes, like, I'm 35. Mm-hmm. You know, when I first started wrestling when I was like 18, 19, whatever it was, you know, I would have cut off my pinky finger to make it to where, you know, like the TNAs and the WWEs and stuff. But your 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 goals in life just change as you get older, you know. Uh, I wouldn't give my finger anymore <laughs> to make it there. Um, you need the grip stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I need it for my arthritis later on. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to the talk, PD Williams, in the Impact Hour. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'll take it into consideration. So, so a couple of the big news. Let's get back to some wrestling talk now that yeah. we've we've talked you in or out of uh, Impact. <laughs> the Undertaker retiring. We kind of saw this last year where he threw his gloves in the ring and walked out. This year, he threw everything in the ring, kissed the wife, and then walked out. I I think he should have retired two years ago. I think he should have retired before the streak was over. I think it was his, and this is going to be harsh, and you may not like it, but it was his greediness to keep going, which ruined the streak. And I'm not saying none of us would have done that, but you, you hang on a little too long, as you said a few minutes ago, and this is what happens. I, I mean, I watched The Undertaker, and I don't think one more match. I think... Boy, it should have ended two more matches ago. Hang him up. This isn't The Undertaker. I want to remember on the way out. Yeah. I think his last good match, you know, and I mean, I think they're using him for more of a nostalgia type thing at WrestleMania. Like, you know, WrestleMania, people are buying a ticket. They're expecting to see The Undertaker. You know, 52 years old. Um, he, He's had an awesome career. You know, I'm not, not taking that away from him. But, yeah, you know, I think he should have retired. But, you know, they were probably just – Vince was probably egging him on. Hey, you need to come back. You need to come back. You know, it's WrestleMania. You need to come back. You know, and that's hard to say no, just like you're saying right now. Go back to Impact. Go back, back to Impact. It, it, it's – he probably considered it. He probably didn't jump on it right away. He probably was like, uh, I don't know. But if they want me, I, I guess so. So I, I think his last match should have been – was it WrestleMania 29 against Punk? I mean, that one was decent. That one was and decent. When he started, what's that? That one was, yes. Yeah. And then um, when he started getting the Bray Wyatt, I'm like, oh, okay, that was nothing special. Then the streak ended, and then last year was like Shane McMahon. And then, like, it's just like, okay, you know, he's not walking the top rope anymore. He's not doing his dive. He knows he can't do it. Um, you know, give that to spot somebody else, I believe. Who would be, if he retired right now, Who, which he did, I guess, who's the next big WrestleMania draw? You know, there's no Mr. WrestleMania. There's no Undertaker. Who's the next cornerstone that they build WrestleMania around? Could, it, it can't be John Cena, can it? Yeah. John, I mean, John Cena's still in great shape, you know? Right. And, 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 and he's probably going to go to a more part-time deal and still do his Make-A-Wish stuff and all his promotional stuff WWE wants him to do. He's still, he's still going to be the face. Um, but, you know, if he does come back as a part-time role, it'll be cool to see John Cena at WrestleMania every year. I think the fans will like that. Um, so, you know, he's the guy. Um, and it seems like Triple H only wrestles at WrestleMania now. So, you know, he's another one. And he's always going to be around because 
you know, he pretty much runs the company. Uh, and I know they're trying for Roman Reigns, but, you know. How, how do you handle Roman? Because uh, me personally, I say you keep him on the track he's going. Don't give the fans what they want. Let him be the anti-John Cena where he does kind of face stuff. He does kind of hill stuff, but people boo him. Or, or you know what, I the reverse Stone Cold. Uh, but don't give them what they want yet because ultimately you give them what they want. You turn them hill. People will boom still. Then you turn them face. People will absolutely love him then. And he's the one yeah. guy that didn't change his look or anything after the shield. I think you, you, you keep him on the track. You don't give the fans what they want yet. And you keep building whatever you're building right now. Cause it was, you know, the Raw after WrestleMania, we won't get too much into it as people are still digesting or watch a day or two later. But yep. he stood out there for eight minutes as everybody booed him and chanted profanities at him. And the crowds are stupid now. I want to go back to the early 90s where, or even the Attitude Era where they had, you know, signs, but they didn't chant stupid stuff except for what. And that, and that was it. You know, let's go yeah. back to those days because – we fans, we're kind of stupid. Let's be honest. What, what, you know, <laughs> if I brought my kid to the Raw after WrestleMania and they were chanting the P word and they were chanting the F word, I'd be I'd be kind of pissed as a dad now. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, and, and that's what WWE's trying to get away from. But they know the Raw after WrestleMania is going to be the same people that bought tickets for WrestleMania, the even more hardcore fans. Um, and they're, they're going to give them their show that they want. And that's what they did last night. It was It was perfect. Um, but you know, now we're going away from WrestleMania, going towards other things The the kids are going to start buying the tickets for the show again and stuff like that. And you won't hear that reaction for Roman Reigns next draw, get guarantee it, you know, like not, not the way it was so rabid, um, last or on Monday night. Mm -hmm. So, but you know, yeah, I'd say keep him on the track that he's, he's going on. Um, you know, you do have to. I, I just don't think he'll ever be a babyface again. Um, I just don't see it. Even though he's booked as a babyface, I don't. They did so much damage, not damage. Just the fans don't want to see him. You know, I think going back to that where I use myself as kind of like a benchmark, I could do everything Roman Reigns does. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I mean that's why he doesn't impress me. I feel like I mean, I guys do it. guys that impress me are guys that can do stuff better than me. You know, so, I mean, Roman Reigns, uh, I'm lost that one. They're, they're doing a good job booking him, though. Like, WrestleMania, or not WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, they, they, was... they were brilliant. Because even though he was number 30 in Royal Rumble, everybody, the whole internet and all the wrestling fans were so upset. How good, you know, why, why are you giving us this? It's perfect. Because nobody wanted to see Randy Orton win the Royal Rumble, let's be honest. No. Nobody wanted to see that. But who do they really not want to see win the Royal Rumble? Roman Reigns. So you put those two back in the in the ring together at the end. Now they want Randy Orton to win. Perfect booking. So they know how to book uh, Roman Reigns, whether the fans think it or not. They know what they're doing. All right? Huh? You know, the, people think like, oh, Vince, don't, don't you hear us? Like, um, No, they know how to book Roman Reigns. They're, they're not stupid. It, don't give the fans what they want. This is you go to wrestling for a show, not to dictate yeah. the show. You don't, yeah. you don't watch, you know, Young and the Restless or General Hospital, and then text them 
uh, no, I don't want you to do this with that character. And then you see him do what you say. And then you're like, ah, they're giving me exactly what I want. Yeah. I, or, or yeah. Or just watch any show and be like, oh, how could you kill off that character? Yeah. Or, well, I, yeah. And wrestling's a really unique sport because even though it's scripted, um, but they treat it as if it's like a live event, like a, like a sport, like football, hockey, whatever. Um, it's just different. There's no other sport like that. And then the fans think they can dictate and complain about, you know, the show. It's like, it's a show. You watch the show. I hate when fans take over. Like I was wrestling in New York against Austin Aries one time when he was the ring of honor champion. And, you know, we, we had a a hell of a match Um, and it looked great on DVD and stuff that the people that watched it, that's, that's what they told me. But the live crowd we had, um, a ref and he, you know, he was, he was a bigger guy. Um, and every time he counted like one, two, three or whatever, they go one and the crowd would go Twinkies, two Twinkies. And it was Ugh. just Twinkies the entire match. I mean, as a, as a fan or as a wrestler trying to entertain the fans, like you're just entertaining yourself. I should just stand there then while you guys count Twinkies, <laughs> you know, I like, I want to put you on a show. So if in order for you to dictate like and, and do that stuff and entertain yourself, like watch the show, you know, if not leave instead of trying to be dictating. I know you want to be part of it, but to dictate a show and try to take it over, that's just. Does it mess ridiculous. you up as a wrestler when they take over a match like that? No, I mean, I still did what I did. It's just that, you know, I, I really wanted to give the fans something special and, you know, it's their loss. They, they didn't get it. You know, just because they were counting Twinkies instead. Man. If that's how you want, you remember the match, the Twinkies, go right ahead. <laughs> Each week we're going to be doing this uh, once a week mm-hmm. with you, PD, because we both have lives. But this is the yes. best way for you and I to, to, to shoot the crap with each other, tell some old war stories, and talk wrestling. Where can people find you on the Internet and uh, talk wrestling with you? Yeah, on Twitter. Uh, my handle is uh, IPDWilliams. Um, I don't go on Facebook or anything like that. I right. just pretty much stick to Twitter. Um, yeah, it's IPD because I was friends with another PD Williams, which was yeah, that's, by some that, weird that, person. That's a fan of mine that I guess got on Twitter before I did. Won't so give it up. they asked me, I know the person, they asked me if I, I want the PD Williams name and I'm like, I, dude, I don't care. <laughs> I'm like, I'll just keep IPD Williams. <laughs> me is PD. Me, 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 I'm PD. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pete. That uh, we had fun. Uh, thanks. This is this is your first venture in podcasting, so I hope it didn't go bad. Uh, well, podcast. Everybody's got podcasts now, so I figured like I'm not cool unless I have a podcast. You're part of the cool kids, Pete. <laughs> oh.